This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Bunny Michael. When you approach your life from the consciousness of your higher self, then knowing how worthy you are, Every aspect of your life begins to change. Your relationships, your career, your self-care, your body image, everything. Because this is the process of unlearning the conditioning of our culture that raised us to believe we have to prove ourselves to belong. True success starts with knowing how much you deserve. Following your higher self is an awakening process and it's no easy feat. But as you will hear from the callers on this podcast... Our paths might look different, but our journey is the same. Welcome to EXO Higher Self. Hi everyone, welcome to episode 53. It's so wonderful to be here with you. Today as I record, we are just hearing about all the devastating news in Afghanistan, which, you know, obviously has been going on for years, but the takeover of the Taliban so quickly. And I don't want to get into the politics here or pretend that I have the answer. But what I do want to talk about is that we will not have a peaceful world if we don't raise our consciousness to love. You know that famous Einstein quote, you can't solve a problem from the same level of consciousness with which it was created. How many more years are we as a species going to try to make a peaceful world by engaging in violent wars? Until we dismantle a system based on learned hierarchical beliefs, we will always find a justification for treating some people with less compassion than others. At the heart of war is the belief that your side has the moral upper hand. Well, every war that has been fought, every side has told themselves that, has felt justified in their actions, whether it's religious ideology or fundamentalism, nationalism or revenge, we have always tried to solve the problem of violence with more violence. And this is the evolutionary shift, right? There was a time when maybe our animal nature needed violence to survive, but we have enough on this earth for everybody to have abundant lives. Our evolutionary shift for our survival is a shift of consciousness to love and to realize that we are actually one. You know, in our personal lives, I'm sure everyone has experienced this, 
When you're arguing with a loved one, maybe a romantic partner or friend or sibling or whatever, and you're in the fight mode, you know, both of you are fighting and you're very angry and you just keep yelling at each other and no one is really hearing one another and you say things that otherwise you would never say. Because in that moment, it's not about finding a solution. It's just a battle to win the argument. And then at some point in the future, it could be an hour, could be days, could be years, your anger lessens its hold on you. And you have some inner space to see the situation from a new perspective. You're able to listen and try to understand where your loved one is coming from. That is a shift in your consciousness from fear to love. That willingness to see the humanity in another person is bringing in the awareness of your higher self. We do this in our lives all the time. Sometimes we're better at doing it than other times, but the implications of awakening to our higher selves isn't just about making shifts in our personal lives. It's about a shift in the consciousness of humanity. And now is the time. It's our responsibility to each other to decondition ourselves from the hold of our learned hierarchical beliefs. From our tiniest assumptions about a stranger on the street to our most intimate relationships to how we stand up for humanity as a whole. We are one family and we rise and fall together. So I am so happy and so grateful that we are able to be here together with each other and help to support each other with this inner work. We are the light in the world. You don't have time to be unkind to yourself, babes, because that is just a distraction from how much love you are here to give. All right, so let's get to the questions. Bunny, thank you so much for all the work that you do to help people realize that they are complete and they are whole and they are capable of healing and talking kindly to themselves and just all the wonderful messages that you share are so needed and I love you um so let me just jump in I guess like the thought that I'm having is that like obviously we grow from life's difficulties right like I know this I've been through enough in my life to know that I am a wiser and stronger person because of those things regardless of how much they like sucked and like drain the life out of me when they're happening, you know? But don't we also grow from life's joy? And my question, I guess, is like, what happens when the, when the thing that brings you the most joy, the thing that connects you most to your higher self is literally stripped away from you? And that is what I'm currently facing right now because um, a a couple weeks ago I endured a really severe accident skateboarding and that thing, that thing that makes me so happy and makes me feel so connected to my higher self and literally like gives me life, that for me at this phase in my life is skateboarding. 
And it's something that brought me out of the funk and the loneliness and the depression of the pandemic and brought me into myself and into a version of myself that I didn't even know I was capable of coming into. Like I knew it was there, but like now it's like unleashed and I'm happy. But I say that with tears in my eyes because... I feel like this happiness is now taken away from me. And the doctor, you know, and the physical therapists and everyone who's consulting me on these injuries are saying, you know, it's going to be a year before I can skate again. And that is literally like the worst news I've heard in a really long time. And I've been through some terrible shit. And... It's, it's, what do, how do I do this? How do I, and it's, it's not just the skateboarding, although that's the thing that makes me feel the most emotional. It's, it's everything. Like one of my jobs is teaching yoga and how do I, you know, just financially that, that part has been like kind of stripped away. And I also don't feel like I can fully show up for my students with these, this injury and just everything like life and friends and dating and like everything is different now it just feels different like every hobby that I had everything is somehow active and and in using my leg and like now it's just it's just like I don't want to talk negatively to my body but I feel angry and I feel sad um and I'm doing, I'm, I want you to know that like I'm doing these meditations and I'm, I have therapy and you know, I'm a yogi. And so I see this all as an opportunity to, to realize my divine nature. And I see this all as an opportunity to grow. And I, I know this, but how, how, how do I get through this? It just feels like, it feels like everything I knew life to be has been stripped away and I'm really needing some guidance. So anything would be appreciated. Anyone, anything, anything you've got. I'm like literally desperate right now. This is how it feels. Thank you so much. Lots of love. Oh, sweetheart, I am so sorry that you're going through this. Feeling angry and sad is totally understandable, but the nature of human life is that of loss. Everything we have in our life is temporary. Our relationships, our experiences, both good and bad, our bodies, everything is. Everything but our true essence our higher selves, the part of us that is connected to the one consciousness of life, who we are beyond our personalities, our bodies, our experiences, our emotions. Underneath all of it is spirit. Skateboarding for you was like a portal that took you to that higher level of consciousness within, where you could become present in the moment And it's only in the present moment that we can connect with our higher selves. Because when we're thinking about the past or anticipating the future, we aren't conscious of our true nature. 
We're trapped in our minds. We can't feel the love that surrounds us and we can't sense the love inside us. I understand how losing that ability to skate, which was part of your spiritual practice, can feel like a punishment. And intellectually, you can say everything is a learning experience, yada, yada. Intellectually, you can know that this is an opportunity to grow. But to experience that growth takes practice. It takes patience. It takes gratitude. And it takes self-compassion. First of all, this just happened two weeks ago. So your emotions are still really raw. Right now, you are overwhelmed, and a lot of that overwhelming feeling is these thoughts of fear, fear that you're not going to be happy in your life now with this injury, but that's simply not true. Your skating didn't make you find the joy and love within yourself. You did. You did that, not your body, your spirit, and that is something that never leaves you. Although when you are overwhelmed with fear about your future, it's really difficult to connect to that truth. You say you have been meditating and in therapy, and that's wonderful. That's awesome. Please keep doing that. But I also want you to start becoming more conscious of your blessings. You could have been permanently disabled or worse. Your body's physical ability is a privilege. And if your body needs a year to heal, please realize that even the fact that your body can heal after that serious injury is a very divine blessing. Tara Brock, who is a meditation teacher that I follow and has an amazing podcast as well, told a story on one of her episodes that really stuck out to me. It was a story about a dancer who danced her whole life professionally until she suffered an injury and she could no longer dance again. She came to Tara with this same question of who am I? What am I going to do? How am I going to connect to that part of myself if I'm no longer able to dance? And then later after some serious healing and inner reflection, she told Tara, I've spent so many years being a graceful dancer. Now I have found grace within. Love and joy and harmony in your life is not dependent on your attachments. We all have to learn that lesson one way or another. And it's not easy and it's not supposed to be. Suffering is an opening to grace. To humble yourself, to not take anything for granted, to realize you are much more than you thought. Every day is a gift. You are surrounded by love if you choose to see it. I also want to say something about the yoga teaching. Having an injury and going through a healing process with your body will only deepen your teaching and deepen your mind-body connection. And so many people have been through what you're going through and need yoga teachers with that kind of insight. So many people are healing injuries. So many people are having, you know, difficult relationships with their body. And that's why they're in that yoga room. 
Yoga isn't about being able to do every pose. You know that. Yoga is a spiritual practice. This experience is going to make you a better teacher. We have all been raised in an extremely ableist society. And so when our bodies can't do what they used to do or we're injured, we often internalize it as some kind of failure on our part. It's not. A disabled body is just as valuable as an able body. An injured body is just as divine as a body with no injuries. There is no hierarchy. Take this one day at a time. Keep meditating. Meditate on your blessings. Let yourself feel the anger and sadness, but don't stop there. There are many portals that can take you to your higher self. Use this time to broaden your experience. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following question is from an email. Hi, Bunny. I have been extremely anxious and scared about real life for a year and a half. Everyone has felt this way on some level, I'm sure. Since getting vaccinated in April, I've very slowly started seeing friends and family and tried to enjoy real life again. Although who can successfully do that when things just feel so heavy? I got out of a three-year relationship just before the pandemic started. The pandemic did give me the space to move through that at least. So fast forward, I ended up having an incredibly awesome fling for the month of June. That was great. Then I saw my childhood best friend in July and her boyfriend of six years tried to sleep with me. Super traumatic. After this, I rushed into dating someone else because I wanted to undo what had happened to me. So I hung out with someone new and we saw each other for two weeks. It was actually nice because I explained to him what had happened to me recently and he was very respectful and all we did was kiss. But icing on the cake, he gave me a breakthrough case of COVID. So everything since the pandemic blew up. Obviously, I'm so thankful to be vaccinated and not have a near-death experience, though I was in the hospital for four hours. But now the pandemic is getting bad again. I've talked to my therapist, my friends, and my family about these things, but I just feel so exhausted and alone. Every time I'm at my lowest, I'm like, okay, things can only improve from here, but then I fall lower. It's not as if I'm in an unsafe situation currently and I won't ever harm myself. I'm just having a really difficult time. I guess my question is, how do I pick myself up and try to move forward after all this that has happened? I know that I need to, I'm just having a lot of trouble getting there. I have a lot of goals for myself and those goals always shatter when big things like this happen. I would love any advice from you. I appreciate you. Babe, you are deaf, not alone, and having a hard time dealing. Getting COVID is traumatic, even if you didn't have a super serious case. Being in the hospital alone, I'm sure, was really scary, not knowing what was going to happen and everything. This pandemic isn't over and it is heartbreaking that we are all still going through this. 
On top of that, having your best friend's boyfriend cross the line with you was also super scary. Look, I know all this stuff is making you feel very overwhelmed. And when you are overwhelmed, it's hard to think about anything else but the stuff that's giving you anxiety. Our minds are tools that help us, but sometimes they can hurt us when we get stuck in a pattern of thinking and it seems like we can't get out. These events have triggered a sort of existential anxious cycle of thinking, and sometimes you literally have to tell yourself, not now. It's so awesome that you are working with a therapist because that can give you a safe space to process your experiences and get support moving through the emotional aftermath. I would also encourage you to start journaling about your feelings daily because then there will be a designated time for you to check in on where you are internally and emotionally and spiritually. When you give yourself that sacred time, then when those fearful thoughts pop up during your day, when you're just trying to get through the day and enjoy yourself, you can say, not now, and actively choose to focus on something else. I wish I could say that soon COVID will be over and don't worry, nothing bad will ever happen again, but that isn't the world we live in. So we have to find ways to help ourselves have boundaries around not only our own process of healing our trauma, but also boundaries around focusing on the scary things happening in our world. We have to practice self-care. We have to do things that bring us joy. We have to watch a funny movie or bake some cookies or read a trashy romance novel or crochet a scarf or something. We have to send someone a handmade gift or write a letter or give a friend some flowers. We have to prioritize the little things that bring us joy and remind us that there is more going on than that thing that's giving us anxiety. Because yes, this world is difficult and life is difficult, but isn't the whole purpose to live it fully invested in sharing love and joy with ourselves and the people around us it serves absolutely no one to spend hours of your day worrying about things that you do not have control over you are healing yourself you are working on your trauma and that is amazing and you should be really proud of yourself for that you talk about goals that is the most important goal and you are achieving it But a huge part of that healing is letting yourself experience pleasure too. So what are some activities that make you happy? And how can you integrate more joy into your day? When those fearful thoughts come up, can you notice them and watch them sort of drift on by like clouds in the sky? When you see a frightful world, Can you also visualize all the people all over the world being kind, compassionate, and giving, loving each other, loving their families, doing their best? Can you focus more on the love? That is the energy that is going to sustain you and keep you moving forward on whatever it is that you want to accomplish, whatever goals you have. But remember, reaching the goal isn't the most important thing. It's the process with which you get there. How much love are you giving yourself on the way? 
We have more autonomy over our thoughts than we realize. We can be more empowered in our consciousness. You are your higher self, the witness to your thoughts, here to shine your love onto the world. The following question is from an email. Hi, Bunny. Thank you for the work you do, for reminding us all to spend time with our higher selves and for giving others on the path a place to share. So my question is about something I've been struggling with for a while. It's not unbearable, but it's something persistent that I'd like some advice for, or at least gain some perspective on. The past year was very much a year of healing, accelerated by new experiences and time spent in an intentional healing community of sorts. I am now spending some months in a familiar area with people who were in my life before I had begun healing. I am beginning to find peace with not having others around me who are doing the work. And I know that I am enough when in touch with my higher self, but I can't seem to let go of the feeling that I'm lacking the physical connection with another that would help me address some of the things I can't quite get a grasp on otherwise. As if the somatic experience of another, some form of co-regulation or intimacy is a currently inaccessible catalyst for the changes I want to make. I am not currently comfortable asking anyone I know here for a hug, let alone a vulnerable thing like what I think would help me. I, in general, have a hard time asking for support. Any advice or insight on this would be greatly appreciated. You spent time in an intentional healing community and now you're back and now you have to integrate all of that stuff, right? And that's not easy. It's hard after being around people who are all talking about the same things that you're talking about and seem to be on the same path as you for a long time in a sort of bubble of cozy healing and then you have to leave all of that behind and move forward in your life. You said something about being around people who aren't doing the work, but I'd like to pose the question, how do you know they aren't doing the work? How do you know what is going on internally with anyone? Everyone we encounter can be our teacher if we're open to learning from them. So what are these people teaching you? Is it something to do with your assumptions of them not understanding or relating or being able to give you any advice or guidance that would be of value to you? Is it that you are afraid to be vulnerable around them because you're worried about them judging you? Is this an opportunity for you to share some of the healing work with people who might actually need it? I don't want you to do anything you're not comfortable doing, but I do want you to keep your heart open to possibility. It's really important for you to have a community that you feel close with. And I think that sometimes on this journey of awakening, it can feel lonely, like no one will understand or it's too hard to share, but we have to reach out when we need it. That's part of the lesson, learning how to ask for help and support. That's part of our self-care. Being able to receive is something that you're working on, and that means you have to step out of your comfort zone sometimes. That's how we grow. The thing is, we don't always know what we need until it happens, and it can come in packages we didn't expect. Maybe just the practice of asking for a hug is more important than the hug itself. 
Years ago, I was fortunate enough to have darshan with the spiritual leader Amma, sometimes known as the hugging saint. Thousands of people around the world line up to receive a hug from Amma. I went to see her when she was in New York and I was by myself. Um, it was in 2016. It was like a two-day affair lasting all through the night. When I got there, I had this idea of what it would feel like to hug Amma, that it would be this healing experience. But what was actually the most transformative about that experience was seeing all the different people line up and wait for hours for a hug. Children, elders, everyone. I found myself not looking at Amma when she was hugging, but being transfixed by the people who were receiving it. The love and hope and spirit in their eyes, it was beautiful. Our healing is never what we expect it to be. So we have to trust where love is guiding us. You do have access to community. Let yourself be guided to it and reach out. Content warning, the following question and answer mentions sexual abuse. The following question is from an email. Dear Bunny, thank you for all of your love. I'm writing this because I have something hanging over me like a dark cloud and I'm scared of dealing with it. About five or six years ago when I was in college, I needed money to get by, so I started camming for money. For those of you who aren't familiar with the term, camming is when someone performs certain activities, often sexual, in front of a webcam for paying clients. I had a friend who made money off camming and showed me a website she liked, so I said, why not? It sounded kind of fun at the time, but I didn't realize how careful I had to be. The environment online got really toxic. I was often taken advantage of and tricked into doing things without getting paid. One of the websites I joined was one where you can broadcast in a chat room where anyone can see the model. This site didn't seem as trustworthy, but I decided to broadcast anyway. One night, my then ex and I were texting and he told me he googled my surname and found multiple websites forums that posted my live videos without my consent. When I found this out, I felt so violated. I felt stupid and still feel stupid. Of course, there are people out there who will exploit me. Of course, someone can easily do a screen recording of a live session. The reason why this haunts me to this day is not only because the videos of me exposing myself for tips are still out there, but because it is stopping me from pursuing some of my actual passions. I've wanted to do acting and be involved in film for as long as I can remember. I fear that if I do well or make it in the industry, eventually these images will leak or someone will dig them up out of spite. The situation not only discourages me from pursuing a career in entertainment, but has given me social anxiety, public image anxiety, and I don't want to be anywhere near social media. Not to mention, if a family member found these videos, I would receive so much shame. I tried to see if there was a way to get these videos taken down in the past, but I gave up because it overwhelmed me. If any listeners are thinking about camming, I suggest doing research first and making sure whatever site you use is trustworthy. The idea of connecting with masses of people is so scary, yet deep down, I want to be seen and heard so badly. I especially feel like my art needs to be seen. I am in a much better place now, but still struggling with figuring out a serious career path. 
Any advice you have on dealing with anxiety around public image would be appreciated. Bunny, I want so much to let myself shine the way you let yourself shine. Thank you for listening and all the love. Oh, sweetheart, I understand how this situation is difficult and confusing and painful for you. But you are not responsible for someone else taking advantage of you. Sex work is real work and you were paying your bills. You are not stupid. You have no reason to feel ashamed of yourself. Not being able to anticipate every way some abusive jerk could take advantage of you does not make you stupid. We live in a culture that needs so much healing around sex and sexuality that we shame people for being sexual, even though it is one of the most natural human things about us. It is so backwards. Anyone who would judge you for doing sex work is projecting their own internal shame around sexuality that they have been conditioned with. I get it. You don't want this to be out there for the public without your consent, and it shouldn't be. This shouldn't have happened, but here we are. It is unfortunately a common occurrence at this time. There are Many, many, many countless women who have been victimized in this way. In fact, right now, there are dozens of women suing MindGeek, the company that runs free porn sites like Pornhub and Xtube. They're suing them for posting videos of them without their consent and when they were underage as well. These websites do not verify the consent or the age of the people in the videos, which is standard protocol for the porn industry normally, and many people are trying to change that. Shaming yourself when you are actually a victim is common in the sexist and patriarchal culture that we live in, but you have nothing to be ashamed of. I want you to really take that in. You're beautiful, you're divine, and nothing can take that away. Nothing can can steal that from you. I can't tell you what to do as far as pursuing a career in entertainment. You know, that is something that is your choice, and it's something that you have to discover the answer for within yourself. But if you use a stage name, there is a possibility of that never happening. Or it is an opportunity to speak out about your experience and help other people heal from their shame around it. I want you to know that your light is always shining, even when you feel down, even if you don't have a huge audience. Light doesn't get brighter because you have a larger reach. Like that's not how it works. It's about how deep you go within yourself. Nothing can take that away. No video, no opinion, no comment. But no matter who you are, if you're out there publicly, if you're famous, if you have a large platform online or otherwise, there will be people who will judge you. That is the risk that anybody who wants to pursue that takes. There are people out there who are mean, intentionally mean, intentionally degrading online. The internet is just, it's not a safe space. But you have something way more profound 
to give. You have a higher purpose in this world. There are many ways to inspire, to be an artist, to uplift the world. And you use the cards you have been dealt with to empower yourself and others. You can make a positive impact in the world without being an entertainer. Or you can be an entertainer who makes a positive impact. Your purpose is to awaken more love in the world in your own unique way that feels right in your heart. Trust in your own strength. Ask your higher self for guidance. Don't limit what you can give. All right, now it is time for us to listen to another listener response message. Here you go. Hi, Bunny. So this is a response to one of your callers from episode 51 that was talking about her um, COVID relationship and not being able to break up as soon as she wanted to. Um, And I just felt so connected to her because I probably like many of the listeners and just people in the world have been going through the exact same thing with someone that I started dating during the pandemic and also exact same thing with kind of breaking up and being in a confusing space with that and I guess I just wanted to say you know in these relationships pandemic relationships just to be very gentle with ourselves and I think that a lot of sides of humanity and ourselves were sort of uncovered during the pandemic and so with that being said you know relationships that we may have gotten into um, I think we all learn things about ourselves and each other through that and like you said Bunny you know things it can be hard to step away from that because we have created these deeper and more unique bonds with people because obviously we've never gone through something like this um, as a planet. And so just being gentle with that process. And also I wanted to say just be open to, I mean, there might be a reason that you are so resistant to breaking up. Like, I'm not saying that they're the person for you for the long term, but like, we learn something from every person that we get involved with. So, you know, maybe y'all's time together isn't over and maybe y'all still have something to learn from each other. That's what I have learned through my kind of situationship that I can't seem to get away from. And the more I kind of show up for it, not saying that this applies to you and and your person, but you know, sometimes the more we show up to these relationships, even if, even if they're not the person you're going to be with for the long haul. And I mean, who even knows that anyways, but like just showing up to it and being curious about what there is to learn from that. And I think you can, you can learn a lot from it and it doesn't, you know, so often we approach these things like it it either is or isn't or, you know, we're together forever or we're breaking up tomorrow. And maybe just give yourself some space with that and just get curious and ask. And like Bunny said, when you are, you know, looking at it from the lens of higher self and what's good for the both of you and maybe communicating with them in that way as well of like, you know, what's best for us and 
the relationship and I don't know, give yourself space, give yourself, give yourself time. Um, and do not be, do not be hard on yourself about that. And maybe also just take some time to not talk about it maybe as much with like all the people in your life and maybe consult with your higher self a little bit more about the breakup rather than, you know, friends and family and everyone else. Cause the opinions can be biased and only, you know, what you're getting out of that relationship and what you're learning. And so maybe take some quiet time with your higher self about it. Anyways, I just wanted to share that cause I felt so connected to you. I felt like I've been in such a similar place with someone and a pandemic relationship. So I love you all. And I just love this community and know that we are all so deeply connected and just appreciate you, Bunny, for um, providing the space for all of us to come together. So, okay. You guys have a great day. Bye. Wow. Thank you so much for sending that in. That was so sweet. And you're absolutely right. You brought out some really good points. Um, definitely. Yes. You're your friends and family, you know, they love you so much that sometimes it is better to just kind of take a break from asking other people's opinions and figure out your own answer. And I'm wishing you the best in your relationship. And y'all, I really love these listener <laughs> responses. They are giving me life, you know, because it's an opportunity for me to just hear how y'all are interpreting the the questions and the answers and how you relate and you know every time I listen to one every time any of you send one in and I'm listening to it like my eyes well up because it's just so sweet it's just so sweet I'm just so grateful to be here all right I'm wishing you an amazing week. Don't forget you can access bonus episodes on our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash exo higher self we're actually going to be doing a revamp of um, rewards there too we're going to be offering some new exciting things and i'm really looking forward to sharing that with you in the very near future i hope that wherever you are you're cozy you are safe you are feeling inspired and you are going to have an amazing amazing day remember take that love with you that's what we're here for you know you gotta gather it all up from inside and let it shine and it is your armor it's your gift and you can take it wherever you go okay it's your magic power i love you so much and so does your higher self I'll see you next time. Bye. Exo Higher Self is recorded in Brooklyn, New York, hosted by me, Bunny Michael, produced by Kara Gilvey, with original music and sound mixing by Michael Bihari. 